Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Fish and Friends Podcast. The podcast with no music and plenty of bullshit, where we talk about whatever's on our minds, headlines, pretty much wherever we feel. If you're easily offended, this is not the podcast for you. I'm Fish, and I'm joined with my friend David tonight. How's it going today, David? Oh, it's going. So what are we talking about tonight, Andrew? talking about tonight well let's talk about uh you're playing the new battlefield right now how's that going for you well that battlefield is great the problem with it is is that it's buggy extremely buggy uh, some game modes are almost unplayable because people come in and they can't respawn there's sometimes people who die and they can't respawn from that uh, most of those people, I believe, are on are on the Xbox, the old Xbox, not the Series S, not the Series X, just the old. Just the, I think it has yeah, to do with that. It's just on the back of my mind. It just keeps popping up. Yeah, once you upgrade, it's a huge difference. <clears> that, well, that's where that's systems. where they're hiding. That's what I'm telling you. I always saw it out of stock all the time. Come to find out, they're just holding them for that, you know, Xbox All Access deal. Because I went to GameStop first try, just out of the blue, and went to go look at that All Access, and it said, in stock, waiting for your card information. I was like, oh, I could get it now. It wasn't true, was it? They lied to you. Yeah, they they do have it in stock. They're just not selling them for individual. They're, They're selling them for the All Access deal. So, message out to everybody. The Xboxes are there. You just can't buy it standalone. You also have to get the two years of Game Pass Ultimate with it. But at least they are out there. Because for the longest time, I always just thought it was scalpers, which that probably is a big part of it. But, you know. As far as the scalpers, they're still going to make money because people are going to want it for the holidays. Make money then. But certainly, I always tell people, don't, don't buy a scalp version. Like, just don't. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Yeah, I think that's again, the, I, I think I think that's the reason that it it keeps going as long as it has is because people are willing to pay those prices. And I'm just like you're outside of your mind. You're the reason that this is working. If they were buying it and not getting anything out of it, they wouldn't be doing it. It's because... not just that too. It's that uh, the scalpers. Yeah, it's bad about it is that they're willing to hoard it. So that that's really rough. Because they've made um, a lot of money. Yeah. I've read about one scalper who made $100,000. This was like early on when this happened. So if they're making money like that, like you can see that they're willing to invest more and double down. Yeah, that's, 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 that, yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. I was like, people paying those prices are the reason that it's keep going. Because if they weren't making any money and they were just buying Xboxes, they'd be like, this is stupid. We're not getting anything out of this. We're just losing money. But people are willing to spend like 11, 1200 bucks on a new system. It's like, you're an idiot. You just ripped yourself off. You just basically paid double. I know, but it's desperation. In desperate times, people will do that. I, I was lucky enough to get a day one. But not everybody is that fortunate. I was, I was, one, I was one back in line from the last one. I was right there. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I stopped you. 
Yeah, well, she last second was like, all right, go get it. And I was there one to, one person too late in line. That, like, I understand that, I understand they're still making games for the Xbox One. But the issue is, is that the games are more enhanced now. And so they're not playing good on the Xbox One. Yeah, and but I, I really parts. haven't seen that. That really hasn't affected me really that much because I don't really play a lot of the newer games. I play older games that are on sale for cheap that I had interest in playing. So I'm kind of a ways away right now from buying the newest titles that are coming out. So it's not really affecting me personally. So I don't really what? necessarily need to upgrade right away right now because it's like my my One X is serving me just fine. Now when it gets to a point that they stop making Xbox One games, then it might be then it might start to become a problem. Basically, they'll have to force my hand, like the how I upgrade to the Xbox One from the Xbox 360. I did not upgrade until like two and a half years after the Xbox One came out because I kept going to uh, you know places like uh, the local game store um, here in our area is. Uh, Discreet Play. I was going into Discreet Play and they just had a huge selection of 360 games. So I was going down the line and grabbing all the games that I hadn't played yet. So I had played most of the 360 library at some point in time. And then finally when I was like, okay, played it, played it, played it, played it. And I was like, okay. So I went next door to Walmart that was right by it. And I walked in there. I was like, all right, what's new? And they had three sections of, three sections of Xbox One games. And only one section of Xbox 360 games. And it was mostly just the newest sports title. And I was like, I ain't paying 60 bucks for that. All right, Xbox, you force my hand. I'll get the one. I'll get the Xbox one. And that's what I did. No, I feel you. But definitely if you were, if you were playing newer games, you would see that it's. Oh, I've, I've heard the reports. Uh, I definitely know what's happening. It just oh, yeah, hasn't affected me yet. I mean, I just upgraded to the One X because, you know, my Xbox One was having problems playing the MLB The Show. And I was yeah, like, if, it, just... if it's lagging right now, just with an animation of a batter coming up to the plate and going into a, his fucking windup, I was like, I need help. Yes, I definitely need to upgrade at least now, to the One Now, X. mind you, that's just with um, a baseball game. So imagine a shooter. Imagine playing games like that like oh my god i can't oh, yeah. i can't like it must be terrible I, or just the you know when uh what was that big title that came out last year around the time of uh bahala cyberpunk 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 yeah the reports that were coming on the ps4 and the xbox one versions were atrocious some of the yeah. you know pictures that I was seeing from like Reddit and whatnot, it looked like it looked straight up like a PS2 game. Like the graphics yeah, were that uh, bad. It it was bad. But then, see, when I got the Cyberpunk, um, and I did have it on the Xbox One, though, I didn't have any problems with that. Of course, I bought it way later from launch, but before I upgraded to this One X, I had played. Uh, or no, I didn't. I just got the One X, and that's when I decided to get Cyberpunk. I just gotten the One X, so I decided to get Cyberpunk, and it ran just fine on the One X. So maybe it was just because, you know, it was... Because the One X ain't, ain't that old. 
and it was a good heavy step up from just the regular xbox one so maybe that's that's what it was it was just xbox one users because on the one x i didn't have any problems no i couldn't understand um but definitely people are having issues with the day one and i mean that's what i had before i upgraded i had the day one release date xbox and oh it was uh I was having bad experience with just games like Call of Duty were giving me a hard time. I remember that was with Modern Warfare. We're not even talking about that long ago, and I saw a difference between the Xbox One and the Xbox One X. That's why I wanted to get a Series X as soon as possible. But now that games are coming out, you know, you see some of the games. They look incredible. They look incredible. Oh, they look great. And I can't wait to the point where I have to upgrade. But, you know, I'd like to wait until I get things paid off so I can comfortably hand it over and be like, uh, you know, I don't have to worry about, you know, paying this or that. No, I feel But, yeah, I feel like uh, the ones uh, closest to me, especially here on Xbox, it's like everybody has the the Series X or S. And I was like, you sons of bitches. I am envying like a son of a bitch over here. Let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah, no, I know it's rough. Like we were playing Star Wars Battlefront uh, the other day. It's like, how much faster were your loading screens than mine? Probably a good minute and a half that I'm just sitting there going, oh, sweet mother of God, I just keep staring at this image of a planet. It was at least a minute because I was in the character select screen waiting forever. It felt like forever. And it was just for people to come in. So, yeah, it was pretty, pretty shitty. And I remember playing Avengers. You know that Avengers game that came out? Yeah. I was playing that with some friends of mine, and one of them, I think it was Lawrence, he has an Xbox One. He had an Xbox One. He upgraded recently. Um, but he had an Xbox One at the time. And when I tell you that this man was playing me through all the loading screens, and it was bizarre because usually there were no loading screens for me playing Avengers. Like, loading screens are instant. You have a Series X playing Avengers. When you play Xbox One, you're waiting there for a minute, 40 seconds, a minute, 50 seconds. Everything's longer. It gets crazy. Me and Josh would be playing Avengers with Lawrence, and we would be fighting enemies about to clear the stage, and Lawrence would just get in. Like, he would just get in. That is insane, but that's it. that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's what I was, you know, that's what I was envying the the other day, because I knew we were playing Battlefront, and I was like, he's probably getting to these games so much quicker than I am. Oh, yeah, and I'd start the game, and then I'd pick a character and go running forward, and it's like, yeah, you're already a mile ahead, running ahead with uh, some of the other parts of the group. I was like, this is trash. You know what? I'm going to ignore it. I'm going to pretend that it just didn't happen. Yep. But, I mean, I feel like the state of things will get bought. The problem is there's a chip shortage because I believe the same um, the same chips are used for phones that are used for the Xbox, so that's an issue. Okay, a headline just came up here uh, that uh, comes from your neck of the woods over in uh, New York. Uh, the headline says, Children say wrong body was buried. Sue's New York funeral home for $88 million. <laughs> Jesus. Buries the uh, wrong body? I mean, first off, 
how did I'll you let it get to I'll the point? How did you even <laughs> let it get to the point that the person made it to burial? Because it, it, <laughs> it's like, how do you know the wrong body was buried? Unless you had seen like an open casket at a visitation, at which point you would say, hmm, this ain't my family member. And then talk to the funeral parlor right there going, what's going on? But you let it get to the point of buried. So what sense does that make? I'm a little lost. Hey, what's up, Brian? Uh, when they do uh, viewings, do they have more than one body or they just bring in one body, right? It's just one body, I think. Yeah. Um, let, let me let me read a little bit here. It says, I Amityville, New York funeral home, and its director accused of burying the wrong body despite the family raising concerns are being sued by the woman's children for $88 million. The 11 children. 11 oh children. God. God damn. The 11 children of Sadie Williams said in their suit that the Joseph A. Slinger Haskell uh, funeral home caused them severe mental, psychological, traumatic uh, injuries after mixing up their mother's body with someone else's. The lawsuit was filed Thursday in New York State Supreme Court in Queens. The person who answered the phone at the funeral home Friday said they could not comment. Literally. I could see why that would happen. I think it has to do with neglect on the part of the funeral home. And the other thing would be COVID, because of COVID restrictions and all these things that have changed. Funeral homes, they've been acting different. They have different policies. And I think a combination of neglect with the COVID thing, you know, COVID changing everything, the way it works, I think that's probably what made that happen, like a mixture of the two. Basically, incompetence with, um, you know, COVID vaccine restrictions think was that that's messed up <laughs> that's messed up burying the wrong person but see here's the thing even when it comes to the funeral parlor how the fuck do you get them mixed up that's that's the question what do you, you you're tagging the names wrong i mean that's that's that seems like listen andrew <laughs> you know what i was gonna say i think because you live in iowa you don't run into enough stupid people that lives in a city, please take my word for it. There are a lot of incompetent people in this world. And when you live in a city, you see it on a daily basis. You can see it. So trust me, I can understand oh, how it happened. Oh my God. Okay, no, it says here, it says a day before William's funeral um, was scheduled, daughter... Salima Lee viewed the body and told director Joseph Slinger that it was not her mother. The parlor insisted it was, the lawsuit says. So they did tell the parlor that it was not her mother. I'm assuming the only thing they had... <laughs> I'm assuming the only thing they had in common was the color of the skin. The dead body. Like, oh, you look enough alike. <laughs> no, it's not... That's not my mom. They're just like, ah, yeah, it is. That's that's a hell of a lawsuit, man. Oh my God. Okay, it gets worse. It said, but William's body had been left abandoned in the funeral home's morgue, according to the family suit. Slinger, which is the funeral parlor, contacted them the day after the burial and informed them about the mix-up. The suit says, Slinger contacted them the day after the burial 
and inform them about the mix-up, the suit says. The funeral director allegedly told the family that the incorrect body would be exhumed so Williams could be buried. On September 8th, the children held another funeral to bury Williams. The children and other out-of-state relatives had to travel back to New York for a second service. The suit says that the funeral home conducted another service and burial, but did not provide full funeral services for the second service. This should have never happened to her, Lee told NBC New York. Lee's brother broke down in tears as he talked about how the family trusted the funeral home to do the right thing. Even now, it's like every day I have the memory in my head of seeing my mother still above the ground. When Lee raised concerns about the body not being her mother, she said Slinger told her that the embalming fluid made Williams look different. The family's attorney told the news station that Slinger should have checked as soon as concerns were raised. I agree. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure 11 children all agreeing, yes, that's not our mother, would tell them, yeah, okay, we mixed up the bodies. Listen, I'm telling you, there's levels of incompetence, man. That it's, in, it's incredible. I've seen some stupid things. So I'm saying right now they deserve to get sued for $88 billion. That's all I got to say on that. <laughs> well, yeah, they deserve the lawsuit. For sure. They, they shouldn't be allowed to practice anymore is what the wife is saying right now. Well, you know what? After, you know, paying $88 million when they lose this case right here, they're probably going to have to close. Or I don't know how much money they'd be making over there in New York at them funeral homes, David. <laughs> Oh, they make a killing. They charge so much, it's ridiculous. They charge here. Okay, so 88 million might be a drop in the bucket to them. But that'll put a big damper on the most important thing. Image and reputation. And image and reputation can bury a company. Bad press is never good. They say any news. They say any news is good news, but I can tell you right now, yeah, that is not true is when it comes to this exactly. story. Just, just ask Subway about Jerry, Jared. He got accused. Yeah, yeah, that that was when they good found news. out. I should say, yeah. Another story here: uh, armored truck spills money on California freeways, sparking cash grab frenzy. Those lucky sons of bitches. An armored truck dropped loads of cash onto a freeway in Carlsbad, California, causing a major traffic jam as motorists hopped out of their vehicles to scoop up the bills. But authorities say drivers need to return the money or face possible criminal charges. <laughs> it says, shortly before 9.15 a.m. Friday, California Highway Patrol began receiving 911 calls about cash scattered across an area of Interstate 5 near Cannon Road. CHP and the Federal Bureau of Investigation said that several people got out of their cars to chase after the money. Both agencies are investigating the incident. Many of the motorists returned the money immediately to the officers. However, there were motorists observed driving from the scene with stolen money. Of course there was. They said in yeah, the joint press review. Look finding them. Yeah. The CHP would like to thank those motorists who have already returned the money to their local CHP office and remind the public to do the right thing and return any money they found on the freeway. Authorities said that videos and photos were posted on social media that captured people's faces and license plate numbers of cars. The agencies re released several photos showing people scooping up the bills. 
In one photo, a woman wearing a gray hoodie was seen laughing as she held a wad of cash in her arm. Other photos released by authorities were screen grabs taken from an Instagram video posted by fitness influencer Demi Bagby. This is the most insane thing I've ever seen, Bagby uh, said in the video she shared with her more than 2 million followers. Someone dropped money all over the freeway. As Bagby pans the camera, people are seen grabbing cash from the street and... Uh, Bagby did not immediately respond to a request for comment on Saturday. CHP and the FBI said Friday that anybody who took money needs to return it within 48 hours in order to avoid a potential criminal charge. <laughs> I think most people are going to take that risk. Especially uh, yeah. in Cali. <laughs> I was going to say, I think, especially in Cali. You know how expensive it is out there? I gotta say, yeah, oh, okay, New York's yeah, probably more expensive, but California might be, like, right there neck and neck. I'm not sure. I know that my grandmother is the only one that I know who actually lived out in California. But it was, yeah, it was, like, in the mid-2000s, my grandma tried to live out in Cali. And she was there for about two years and then came back to Illinois, and she was like, it was just too expensive. But she did get to meet Adam Sandler, so pluses and minuses. Oh yeah, you told me about that. I didn't, you know, I've met a few people who have met Adam Sandler, and they all say he's one of the best people. You could ever yeah, meet. Like, he's yeah. Just she said, my grandma said that he was an absolute sweetheart. He, uh, yeah, it was just they were filming out front of her apartment building. Crowds started to gather around, uh, with my grandmother being up front because she just stepped out, you know, the front door. And he completely stopped the set to go over to everybody and sign autographs and take pictures. So my grandma sent my dad and me a picture back from Cali of her and Adam Sandler taking a picture together. And I was like, no yeah. way. Yeah, that dude's a class act. <laughs> he's, he's forget. Yeah, Adam Sandler, good dude. Like, yeah. Good dude. Not a lot of people like that. There are some people who just will not even take a photo with you. They'll be like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> You're just like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, <laughs> I mean, I can understand that to some degree. Because, like, you know, there's... um, Like, you know, Harrison Ford. He's been followed for probably the last 40 years... Just people all up in his face, you know, Han Solo. I mean, and, yeah, I guess that's different. I yeah, mean, I so I, I, to this point, you know, you'll see a lot of headlines about Harrison Ford, you know, and not about being an asshole to fans. And it's like, I, you know what? I get it. He's a grumpy old man. He's been dealing with it for the last 40 years. He's had enough. Just, you know, leave the man, man alone. If you're like standing nearby and, you know, I feel like to that point, it's like, enough articles have come out that you know he he does not want to do autographs and a uh, thousand autographs and pictures anymore so honestly if you bump into harrison ford it's like don't even bother asking just say you know if i were to bump into him i'd say hey harrison fan of your work thanks for everything you've done for us the public because he's been even a that, hell of the Jesus. I mean, uh, that's a lot better than, you know, following the man around going, hey, will you take a picture? Do an autograph? Yeah. It's like, he doesn't have to do anything except hear my words of kindness and well-wishing. That's that's all he has to hear from me. Doesn't have to sign anything, doesn't have to pose. 
doesn't have to come near me. Just listen to my words. That's all you. Got. That's all he has to do. Yeah, it's rough. I remember I saw uh, Chris. Not I didn't see him, but I heard that Chris Pratt. He doesn't take photos with people. Now that's kind of amazing for me because I feel like that guy is like recently famous. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he's been around a while acting, but he like just did Guardians of the Galaxy in twenty fourteen, and that was like the real thing that got him famous. That and Parks and Recreation. So it's like that was weird. Over in gaming news. Yeah, it says Rockstar apologizes for the state of GTA trilogy. And why does it seem like that is becoming like more and more of the things? It's like when you think of companies like it had to do with like Cyberpunk and Bethesda, it's becoming a trend. It's like you know, when Bethesda released Fallout seventy six, never should have been released in that state. And then it came to C D Project Red, you know, known for quality. And, you know, CD Projekt Red, they released Cyberpunk. About to die. Never should have been released in that state. And Rockstar, who is always, who's always been, well, in my opinion, always known for quality. I don't think that there's a single gaming developer out there now that I really trust 100% to release a quality game. Because it's like all the ones that were known for quality are just releasing stuff now before it's ready. That's been a thing for some reason. They release games on betas now. You know what I mean? I am seeing that more and more. It's like, yeah, this is it's like a lot of stuff is released like in beta, and it's like we'll improve it as we go. Yeah, it says Rockstar has apologized for the GTA trilogy's rocky launch, promising future updates to improve the overall state of the game. It said in case you haven't heard, the GTA trilogy launch didn't go too well. The remasters of the three classic GTA games launched with mass load of technical issues that while at times highly entertaining aren't exactly be, uh, befitting of some of the most beloved titles of all time. To make matters worse, the trilogy was pulled entirely from PC due to files unintentionally included in these versions. Uh, it said Rockstar has Im- issued a formal apology by a way of Newswire post and that the company admits the games aren't up to par with expectations and pledges to improve them in future updates, including a title update that will go live in the coming days. We want to provide an update regarding the unexpected technical issues that came to light as part of the launch of Grand Theft Auto the Trilogy, the Definitive Edition. Firstly, we want to sincerely apologize to everybody who has encountered issues playing these games. The Grand Theft Auto series and the games that make up the iconic trilogy are as special to us as we know they are to fans around the world. The updated versions of these classic games did not launch in a state that meets our own standards of quality or the standards our fans have come to expect. Then why was it released? Because it's got to go through channels. It doesn't just go from the guys working on it straight to the market. People have to approve that shit. It's like when these companies are just releasing them now and then just releasing... You know, apologies. It's like I don't believe you. You apologize because you got caught. <laughs> I don't believe. Yeah. Well, they always say stuff like that. I mean, did they? They just release games unfinished. I've gotten so used to it, though. I expect games to be bad now. That's how bad it is. I don't. I don't, I don't know why they do it now, though. When they know it's just going to get exposed and 
make fans angry, and it's going to lose you business. Because they still make money. It's uh, the things to release it. They're more concerned about schedules. The advertisement is spent a lot of money on advertisement. Like a company like, let's say, EA, a publisher like that, they're spending a bunch of money on advertising. They want it to be done on time. They don't want to pay them extra to work longer on a game. They want the game done quick, but that's not how it works nowadays, especially when you want an open-world game. Yeah, but it's not like never-ending truckloads of money are coming into these companies. Eventually, it's going to affect your bottom line. So I don't know why they just keep trying to play with fate, is what I should say, because it's like, yeah, some companies are too large to really just crumble and completely bury themselves you know companies like microsoft and apple and you know these companies that are worth you know like trillions of dollars yeah a single flop is not going to just bury it but you know some of these companies like you know rockstar or something like that that might be you know worth just like a couple billion dollars it's like those companies still can just fall and burn i mean rockstar yeah yeah, I could see that. I mean, like, so much EA, if, there, if, there was, if there's any developer that I think is not just going to bury itself off of one, two, three, four, or five mistakes, is EA, because they've proven it. They're, they're a company that's worth, you know, around $100 billion. It's like, they got money to play with if, you know, they hit some hard times. But, I mean, that's kind of why companies don't care, because EA has that reputation. But they also have a reputation as probably the worst developer. So, oh, they do. They're they're abs. They're the most hated, but they are the empire trash. when it comes to develop developers. They are the empire. That's why everybody wants to be them. That's why they go by some of the same methods. They don't care. Yeah, but so like, these companies need to realize quality? you're not EA. You don't have that kind of income and free flowing cash that EA does. So eventually Rockstar, you keep Rockstar making, does. if you, if you make mistakes, eventually it's going, if you keep making mistakes, eventually it's going to bury you. Well, I mean, how long is eventually? I'm sure that's what they're saying. It's like, how long is eventually? Let's just see what happens. It's terrible. You already know. All right. Yeah. This next, uh, article here, uh, $10 switch game currently on sale for, uh, $250. It says, uh, it's getting closer and closer to Thanksgiving, which means it's getting closer and closer to Black Friday. And before the, that big day of sales, many stores, publishers, and retailers are already offering up discounts on games and consoles. For example, Switch Game Membrane is regularly $9.99, but now it's on sale for $250. As spotted by Nintendo Life, a random Switch game first released in 2018 and which is usually sold for $10, is currently going for 25 times that price. The game Membrane is some kind of puzzle thing. Here's how Nintendo's official store page describes it. It's a creative action puzzle game in which you build, bend, and break the world around you while experimenting to create your own solutions. So what's going on here? Why is a game from 2018 suddenly being sold for $250, perhaps? It's a typo. Maybe it was supposed to be on sale for $2.50, and someone just forgot to add the decimal point, maybe. Or perhaps this is a weird way to launder money that I've never heard of before, and this is part of some elaborate <laughs> criminal scheme that is flying under the radar of law enforcement. 
or the publisher behind Membrane wanted to draw more attention to it and its other titles, so during a time when most games can get big discounts, it raised the price up to $250 to get some attention. Well, if that's the case, congrats, I guess. That's a good strategy. Actually, yeah. Press, yeah, that's going to get your name out there for completely ridiculous reasons. But, hey, that is a case of good press, despite it being bad press. <laughs> that's just insane. It kind of reminds me of uh, a few years ago, and I, I told you about this, David, when it happened, when uh, Resident Evil 7 came out all the Resident Evil games were going on sale on the marketplace. And I got, I think it was six Resident Evil games for $20. And it was only like that for like maybe an hour, hour and a half or something like that. Because I had friends tell me afterwards that when they went to the marketplace to go buy it, it was back to like 40 something dollars or something like that. But I saw it and it was 20 bucks. And I was like, that can't be right. It gave me... Uh, Resident Evil Zero, um, Resident Evil um, HD, um, Resident Evil 2 Revelations, and Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6 for $20. And that must have just been a typo that Microsoft just fucked up when they released it to the store because it was only 20 bucks for like an hour and a half. And... Uh, I think my friend told me later when I told him about it, and he went to the marketplace. He was like, "It's back to forty-five dollars or whatever the fuck it was." I was like, "Well, I got lucky, and somebody at Microsoft got fired." They've had a few of those on Steam. They do Steam sales. Sometimes the games come out at the wrong amount. Is this so many games? It was a happy mistake for me. <laughs> for you, Bob Ross, it's just a happy accident. <laughs> yeah, it's a happy accident. <laughs> And this, which I hope changes, says Halo Infinite's campaign co-op isn't coming until May 2022 at the late, at the earliest. Says Halo. What what was that? I was just going to say that's good because I won't buy it until it's available. I'm not going to play that campaign by myself. That's boring as shit. (laughs) Says Halo Infinite's co-op campaign and Forge mode which won't be in the game when it officially releases on December 8th, are going to launch even later than previously expected. In an interview with Eurogamer, Halo Infinite head of creative Joseph uh, Staten reiterated that campaign co-op would launch with Season 2, but since Season 1 was extended by three months to May 2022 this week, this means the second season is at least half a year away. Forge is still set to launch with Season 3, according to Staten, but we don't know when that might arrive. And those timelines are still only goals. Things may change if other priorities come up, Staten says. He said, so our goal still remains what I said before, which is to ship campaign co-op with Season 2 and Forge with Season 3. But those are main goals, those are main targets, and we can't commit to any hard dates right now because as we're seeing with this multiplayer beta, other things might move up in the priority stack for us. If it turns out that our progression system just isn't working the way that we intended, if we need to move some of those bigger rocks that I talked about sooner than we as a team, we'll make those decisions and we'll clearly communicate to our fans why we're doing certain things. It says Halo Infinite's co-op campaign is playable now, Staten says, but the development team wants to take the extra time to make sure it's stable and works well. 
The current single-player only campaign, which itself was delayed, already sounds pretty darn good, so I'm hoping that the extra time for co-op will be worth the wait, even if it means that I can't run through Zeta Halo with a friend on December 8th. Well, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be installing that until that gets released. Because that's, yeah, just going to be boring as fuck. I mean, you can still play online with friends, but, like, come on. Online... On, uh, you know, online co-op that's campaign. Free. Yeah, that's... The multiplayer is going to be free, so that's good. We get to play Halo for free, and we'll play the campaign when it becomes available, and then we'll pay for Yeah, it. so we can, do, we can do it that way, but... I mean, they were given extra time. They gave themselves extra time, because it was supposed to release in 2020, I thought. Now it's, like, coming out at the end of 2021, and they're like, yeah, co-op campaign. It's like, that's that seems like such a basic feature. Well, we talked about this. Games don't release done. They release in beta form. God, it's just stupid. That's every game now. Uh, headline here, uh, Tesla drivers find that they can't open and drive their cars. It says, one of the perks of owning a Tesla is using your smartphone as a key to open and drive your car. It does away with carrying a separate key fob in your pocket. But what if your smartphone app glitches? You could be stuck not being able to use your car, which seems to be happening to Tesla owners around the world. On Friday, a number of Twitter users reported getting a 500 server error when trying to use the Tesla app. That indicates something has gone wrong with an internet server the app is trying to connect to. Uh, still stuck in Seoul, wrote uh, Juwan Cho on Twitter after earlier reporting the server error when trying to use it with his Tesla Model 3. Says the website down uh, detector showed a large spike and reported Tesla server problems at around 5 p.m. on Friday. It is unknown exactly how many Tesla owners are affected by the outage or how many are locked out of their cars. Tesla, which hasn't engaged with professional news media for over a year, did not respond to a request for comment. So these expensive-ass cars depend entirely on a fucking app on the phone in order to run that seems dangerous that seems like it could get hacked too a hacker could just come up with a program to steal the car and people can't even drive their fucking cars because there's server error oh i'd be so pissed off i would prefer a digital key like the like the other cars have yeah like my my nissan it's a push button start and it's got a key fob on you know the remote to the car that has to be inside the car in order to start it. But, you know, starts up. You have a Nissan? What happened yeah. to America first? What the fuck? <laughs> you have a Nissan? What is this nonsense? Well, I went to um, one of the uh, used car shops here in town. And the, uh, that Nissan, it, it only had 30,000 miles on it. And it was still under factory warranty because of how new it was. And so I went with that. Yeah, so that's that's what I went with with the with the Nissan because it, it only had thirty thousand miles on it. I was like, God damn! And she's ran like a champ. I love my Nissan. That's what's up, man. That's not bad. Okay. Uh, study warns of this new marijuana side effect. Please tell me, what is the side effect? It makes you hungry. Oh, what Duncan? <laughs> what guest? 
It says there's a new warning for women who smoke marijuana during pregnancy. Smoking during pregnancy. I I, I thought that was just like a common knowledge thing. It's like, you know, don't use recreational drugs while, you know, you're pregnant. (laughs) Anyway, let's, 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 let's read it. I have friends, I'm not going to name names, but I have friends that their mom, one in particular that their mom was drinking, smoking, and doing drugs when they had them. And they came out all fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, it it says here, looking at the article, it says that a recent study conducted by the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences of the United States of America finds that children of women who smoked weed during their pregnancy are at greater risk for development and behavior issues. No shit. The study states, here we find that maternal cannabis use is associated with increased cortisol, anxiety, aggression, and hyperactivity in young children. This corresponded with widespread reductions in immune-related gene expression in the placenta, which correlated with anxiety and hyperactivity. Future studies are needed to examine the effects of cannabis on immune function during pregnancy as a potential regulatory mechanism shaping neurobehavioral development. So, smoking marijuana while pregnant can impact a child's development. No shit. I thought this was known. (laughs) Why did there need to be a study in 2021? I feel you have wasted your money. Jesus Christ. No shit. I told you there's a lot of stupid people out there, man. Like, God damn. (laughs) I say there's a lot of stupid people. There are a lot of stupid people. Oh, man. It says the day that she thought she paid off her house, she celebrated. Now she faces eviction. Oh, isn't that how every nice story begins? (laughs) (laughs) It says in Detroit, the day she made her final payment on her house last spring, June Walker could barely obtain her excitement. I was running around the house just thanking God said Walker, 65, who had scrimped and saved for more than two years, setting aside most of her disability check to afford the five fifty a month she needed to buy the $15,000 home. Walker had transformed the cozy brick bungalow on Detroit's east side since arriving in early 2019. Back then, the house, the house had no furnace, no water heater, and no plumbing under the kitchen sink. The basement was filled with sewage. By this April, Walker had made most of the major repairs. She'd gotten to know her neighborhood and loved watching her grandchildren play in the backyard. And now, after decades of homelessness she'd made the final payment on her rent-to-own lease a weight just lifted off me walker said it's a small little bungalow but when you pay for something out of your sweat and labor you feel really good about it but then two months later an eviction letter arrived and the crushing truth about her house began to emerge it's not hers the man who negotiated a lease with walker in 2019 was not she soon learned the property manager he claimed to be and the money she paid him every month did not apparently go towards the purchase of her home Walker, her lawyers believe, is the victim of the scam, one so common in Detroit that real estate lawyers and housing advocates say it affects as many as one in ten tenants facing eviction. A four-month investigation by NBC, <clears throat> by NBC News and outlier media 
involving scores of property records and dozens of interviews with victims, lawyers, prosecutors, experts, and government officials found that the fake landlord scam has menaced Detroiters for at least the past decade. In some cases, people who have lost their house to foreclosure have kept collecting rent from tenants without letting on that they're no longer the landlord. And others, con artists, have broken into vacant houses, changed the locks, listed them for sale or rent, then collected payments from victims. Some fake sellers have even filed false deeds to make false sales look legitimate. It says, but culprits rarely face consequences, the investigation found. The scam has thrived in a city where a foreclosure crisis decimate, decimated home ownership, leaving tens of thousands of properties vacant or in the hands of out-of-town investors, and where vulnerable residents have struggled to find quality housing. God damn. It's tragic. I would... I I may be going to prison for life. Did you kill that person? <laughs> if I found out that I was paying thousands and thousands of dollars and it wasn't going towards my house and people was dude was just scamming me out of thousands. Yeah, I'm I'm going to prison. And I'm and doing it with a terrible. smile. Well, I think I am going to go ahead and call this Night and bring this podcast to a close. I was about to... Where we will <clears throat> carry on with this next week if uh, you're going to be around. I think it sounds good to me, man. I will catch you. All right. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night.